folks, and welcome to episode 156 of the TVA Podcast. 156, we have uh, done these things. We're above the pub here at McVeigh's Church of Richmond down here in Toronto. As always, uh, to my right on stage, irrelevant to where you're listening to this, is uh, Darcy Finder, the producer. How are you, sir? Oh, I should put this in the right channel, too. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, you should. That would be great. It is a stereo podcast, but I don't actually do much with potting. I know, we don't. I was, I was listening to some music yesterday, and I was uh, I was getting some nice back and forth play. I went, we got to do more of that. I don't we don't know what do any it. of this means. Uh, being on the right channel, Technical, that channel, yeah, it's in, the, yeah. you know, in one on ear, on the yeah. other one. The voice uh, you're hearing is the lovely dulcet tones of uh, our guest today, Mark Bennett. What are you at? How are you, sir? Good. <laughs> dulcet tones. <laughs> you? How you doing? <laughs> You've still got this goofy look on your face. We just recorded a couple of bumpers and this big grin. Bumpers. <laughs> how are you, sir? I'm I'm fabulous. Yeah, you have no idea. No idea how fantastic I, I am. I get the feeling you moved. Moved So back. you must be happy about that. It's it's, it's a moving socks, but getting right. here is the greatest thing that has ever happened since the last time I was here. Right. It's fantastic. So how long has it been since you uh, were in the lovely 416? Uh, a little over two years. Two years. So you've been away for two years. Two years yeah. Uh, it's a matter of uh, what, it's 365, well over 700 days. I'll trust well you. Well over 700. Yeah. I'm a math major. Yeah. And um, so what? Uh, where'd you go? I was in Los Angeles, California. Oh, I've heard of that place. Yes, right downtown Hollywood, where which the big is, shots are. Which Now, your hometown is... Uh, St. John's, John's Newfoundland. St. John's Newfoundland, if you can't tell from the accent. No. So you made the the Newfoundland dream come true and come mm-hmm. to Toronto. Yeah. yeah. And then you made the Toronto dream, <laughs> dream come, come true, true and go to L.A. Yes. What's the L.A. dream? Getting the hell out of L.A.? Yeah, it, Is that yes, it? That's so you've, exact, you've actualized that as I've well? I've actualized the L.A. dream of, <laughs> of becoming a human with a, with a what's, soul. What's your next dream? My next dream <laughs> is to go to Sweden, where I will meet a Scandinavian princess, and we will ski. <laughs> do they ski in Sweden? To, no, uh, they, they have to. They, of course they do. Winter Olympics. You always see in like that blue. Here's a, just at the time of recording, um, this came out today. There was a bit, there's a, a big brouhaha. Ikea's changing their font. Really? I read an article Did you about know that. about that? I did not know that, but they, I was at Ikea last night. They, uh, so you can say goodbye to the sans serif. They're doing little tildes at the top. Not tildes. What am I saying? Serifs. Doing little serifs. Oh, like the Motley Crue thing? No, that's, that's a new one. That's new one. <laughs> I love that we both jumped on you for that. <laughs> Fuck off! That's a new one. What's wrong with you, Darcy? Who is this prick? How did he get on my show? No, it's what? like, like you know, like on, uh, uh, like on some print, you'll see uh, like little ticks at the top of the the U's and the I's and yeah, you know, stuff like that. Okay, so they've added that in, and there is a huge outcry right now. Well, like sure. globally, this is important. of course it oh, is. Yeah, it's important. IKEA changing their font. Well, how dare they? Did you see, hear about the the uh, the rogues ads they were doing, like in like BC and stuff, where they would uh, put graffiti on people's buildings? No, yeah, what was it was that? like makeyourspace.com or whatever the hell their okay. new ad campaign is. Right, and they pay they paid some company to go around and like uh, put little spray paint of. Uh, uh, space.com or keepyourspace.clean.com mm-hmm. or whatever the hell it was. Right. And uh, they didn't tell any of the businesses. So they were just <laughs> painting it on the buildings. And then the businesses went, when they found out, it was like, Keith, they're like, what the hell? You can't just. And the, the mayor of uh, BC or whatever the hell it is, right. he was like, uh, no, yeah, yeah, Victoria or something. He said, you right. can't do that. This, right. is, this is ridiculous. So they uh, they settled, I think, but there's still people that are going to sue big time. Right. And so they should. Well, they're, 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 still, they're still rattled from the, uh, was it the Coors Light? commercials that they had out there colder than people from toronto yeah i know That's and just crazy. Uh, have you met people from vancouver i think they've got that in reverse yeah to be quite yeah. honest i uh, it's hard to find a wing night <laughs> there or anyone you'd want to join in but okay so speaking yeah. of rogue ads did you hear about the one uh, that just came out recently about uh the world wildlife federation the WWF, yes, the ones the that WWF. took the name from Vince McMahon. Absolutely. What about? Well, it? they always had it. Yeah, right. And they then had he tried it. to and take it. Tried to take it. And then he said, "No, no, no. These are not the animals we're trying to protect. It's mm-hmm. These other ones." Um, they there's this ad that went out, and it shows this picture of Manhattan pre 9/11. So you've got the two towers up there, and it says like the um, the tsunami destroyed more life uh, than the day of 9/11. And what it, what the caption is is the pic is they have that picture, and then superimposed on the picture is all of these commercial airlines descending yeah. on New York City. York. And there's, yeah. I am dead serious. Go Google it. I'll see if I can find it in the show. Uh, we'll put it in the show notes or something like that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that, they did that. And so it's like this brutal ad says, like, you know, make, make sure you know what, 
make sure you respect nature or something like that. And the WWF came back and said, we didn't do that. No. That wasn't us. So someone has acted on their behalf in much the same way of like this Ikea thing. Wow. But that's just, yeah, it's I bad taste, really. I, I don't think you, you want to, yeah, <laughs> highlight the tragedy of something with the tragedy yes. of something else. Hey, this is even worse than that. Yes. So you people griping about Break out your checkbooks. Yes. <laughs> Please donate. <laughs> well, once they hit the two, what are the other buildings you're going to go for? Sears Tower, I guess. Uh, maybe yeah. Statue of Liberty, just, you just for symbolism. Look. Speaking of which, again, at the time of recording, how have you been enjoying the air show today? What the hell is that? Yeah. I thought we were under attack, honestly. That's what I thought, I too. I didn't know what the hell was going on. Yeah. So you're getting them out in your end as well? I don't think they fly right over downtown, I, do they? I said, okay, yeah. so I'm in my house trying to record the drive call, and all I'm hearing is like that, right? So I'm like, screw this. I'm going to go out and see if I can see them. As soon as I open the door, there's one like about 80 feet from the, the top deck. of the building. Oh, from the top of your building. Yeah, from right. the top of the building. I'm awesome. like. Huh, that's cool. If, if they fire up the sidewinders, we're screwed. Yeah. Is what I Yeah, thought. it was right over my place at Davisville, too. Right. Yep. Yeah, they've been taking over the city. Yeah, that's cool. Something. There's two of them flying around. They, at the time I saw them, there was like a cluster of four, and they were all right. in formation doing the, the jets out the back. It looks really pretty. And it is pretty awesome, but I just wish I cared more about it. Yeah, no. Because I, I really don't. That, no. I get it. You have planes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and it costs a lot of money. Oh, it does. Yeah. Now, are, they, are these guys even like Canadian forces? planes i i would hope so some yeah. are some are some aren't some yeah. aren't no some aren't there's uh there'll be planes from like germany and right. uh, definitely the states will be up here okay uh we've got like what are, what they called what's our canadian guys the snowbirds the snowbirds that sounds right yeah that snowbirds just an that sounds about right song well where do you think we got the name okay um, <laughs> it's the blue it's the blue, blue angels, angels that are in, in the, states. the states okay yeah and we have the snowbirds that's better than blue angels yeah because yeah. oh. you know what the blue angel is no? Oh. Did you guys not? Am Wait. I this juvenile? Maybe. Blue Angels are where you light your own fart. Oh. Really? Yes. You never knew that? <laughs> no. We had a guy in Gananoque <laughs> who uh, discovered that. Well. You know, because uh, I guess he watched the right movies growing up. Sure. And um, wow. that became his trick. Never like talent show trick, but like, you know, certainly at a party. <laughs> he would just, well, hey, guys, look. At a party. America's at a got party. talent. Yeah. And you could tell when he was going to do it too, because like you'd see him, it was like you know, he'd be raiding like the, the like the nacho bowl, and just like, what are you doing? You'll see. Got any more sour cream dip? What? Oh no! You'll know when it happens. Yeah, and then this salsa woof. dip is a ten on the Blue Angels scale. You're going to be super. I w- see now. I would have thought that like I'm looking at the East Coasters in the room. I would have thought there's got to be something there. You guys have done akin to that, or is this just some small town redneck Gananoque thing? No, people like their farts in Newfoundland. Okay, they just don't put a name on it. Right, we're not sophisticated with our fancy (laughs) names down there. Hey man, you want to light up a fart? And you're like, what do you call it? Fart light. We're going fart lightning. Fart lightning. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now it sounds like you've got like a bolt of electricity coming out of your ass, and that's (laughs) no good either. Well, no, you go out into a a thunderstorm, right? And you pull down your drawer and you wait. (laughs) You wait. (laughs) The time has got to be right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you tie to the string of the kite? What are you doing? <laughs> You'll know when it happens. You'll know when it happens. That's how electricity was discovered, folks, for you yes. kids out there. <laughs> yeah, so the first time I saw the Blue Angels in flight, I sort of giggled to yeah, myself. Yeah, laughing, sure. As you would. So, uh, speaking of Gananoque, you went? I went to Gananoque. Right. Took uh, my lady friend mm-hmm. to Gananoque. Right. And uh, her parents used to take her there, so okay. I took her there. So, you, yeah. did the, you did the boat cruise? Yeah, we did. Uh, actually, we, we've been there twice, so we did the boat cruise the first time. This time, we just kind of walked around and had ice cream and then went to the little uh, dusty theater. That was cool. Oh, the yeah. the little guy there. Yeah. The the, the two-screener. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I love that place. Yeah, and we saw, what's this Death Shack movie called? Uh, the Hangover, which I thought was really charming. I haven't seen that yet. It was yet. pretty charming. Yeah? You know, it wasn't, like, you, you don't... Uh, <laughs> well, like charming, like Princess Bride charming, or are we talking another degree No, it's, it's funny. Funny enough, like, okay. Zach Galifianakis, everything he says in it makes me laugh. Like, really? and, and while I find him funny anyway, like, mm-hmm. my girlfriend, who had never seen him perform or anything, right. she everything he said made her laugh, because right. he, he's just funny. Uh-huh. And it was a perfect little role for him, because he played a guy who was uh, kind of mentally challenged, but maybe not, and you weren't sure. It was really funny. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, it was a good movie. Yeah, we had a good time in Gananoque. Well, is it still playing in theaters? Or do I actually have to go to Gananoque now to see it? <laughs> it okay. might be the only place still showing it. Probably, actually. And if I play It'll my run cards for right six this months. weekend, at the time of recording, <laughs> yeah. I might be able to go see it. I, the, that little theater, first of all, it's it's run by this guy, Paul. Who, is that the guy with the tattoos? Uh, possibly. Big Beard? Glasses? No, big Belly? I didn't see him. No, no. It was a young okay. kid. No, okay, no. So it's <laughs> not him. So he must have been the manager yeah. that you would have talked to. Uh, he, uh, does movie reviews 
every week in the Gan Reporter, which are hilarious. Really? Yeah. He, uh, he's a bit of an art film guy, which is kind of hard because he's dealing with a Gananoque crowd that likes, you know, 51st dates and, you know, that sort of gear and, you know, any of the Fast and Furious yeah. car rockers, right? So, yeah. like, when he, he uh, at one point found this, like, German alternative film and was like, oh, this is a great film. Goes on like a, a column and a half to describe it and goes, but we're never going to get that. And now here's the latest Matthew McConaughey film. <laughs> it sucks. Um, but he's, he's a great guy. He, yeah. uh, for the, for the first kind of, uh, couple of weeks that it was open or months that it was open, the sound sucked mm-hmm. and he acknowledged it. So like, as soon as he got the sound fixed, he opened his theater free for a week. Nice. And just said, folks, sorry about the sound. Come on down. No, because yeah, I've noticed the movies that are in there while they're like the, the more popular type movies are the better of the more mm-hmm. popular type movies. Yeah. yeah. And it was really funny because the, uh, the kid was working there with the tattoos. Uh, now for your listeners out there, I'm going to say the word faggot. Now I don't approve of this word, but, uh, <laughs> this, I just, I need it for the story. And, okay. uh, so the guy walks in, some kids like walking, like some 14 year old kids or whatever, and, and they're going to go see the hangover. Right. And, um, and they're buying tickets and one kid does something. The other one goes, don't do that, you faggot. And then the guy managing the the kid with the tattoos, he was like, hey, 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 we don't say that word in here, okay? Apologize. And then the kid, like, you know, uh, very nicely just stopped and was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, he goes, I, w- I won't say that. He goes, because that is not a word anyone says ever, okay? And then and then we go in and we sit down in the movie, and honest to God, second line of the movie is, hey, faggot. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed for like an hour. <laughs> but that's that's behind closed doors. It's in the script. That's not lobby talk. Oh, no, exactly. That's not lobby that kid talk was wrong. at all. Trying to buy those Twizzlers. Yeah. yeah. Hey, douchebag, get me some popcorn. That doesn't play. No, no. Oh. So funny. Why? He was so offended. Why would you speak like that? Yeah. Oh, movies. It's a G-rated lobby. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's done by Pixar. Yeah. You know, but, it's... Uh, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. It. Yeah. No, I I uh, have a good time again in Aqua. Nice and relaxing. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just nice because you feel like, you know, you take the girlfriend there and she's seems right. to like it right. and so like, i mean i don't care about stuff sure i don't like places or uh-huh. things but like if the other people i'm with are happy then i'm good you know and so she's like this is lovely so romantic all right then right fantastic where'd you eat this uh, i gotta nail down uh we were just at the restaurant in the in the actual hotel we were at the ganonakwe inn oh yeah. yeah so you ate at musky jake's yeah very nice yeah. that's what it was called tasty yeah. you have the wings very nice i didn't have the wings no 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 i had some beers they're so the the wings are are adequate. Yeah, they're yeah. Can't remember what I had, but it was all right. I, I, I love restaurants that you can walk into and walk away with a fishing lure. <laughs> yeah. You can actually get a combo meal that includes a fishing lure. Really? Yeah. I didn't do that. I should no. have done that. Like it's not like, like poorly cleaned fish. Where, no, it's know. a yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On the plate. Okay. There, oh God, it happened again. Uh, you win a prize. Just cut around the lure. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I found out as well. Like the Gananoque Inn used to be like kind of back in the day, they would have like, it, like like an okay hotel and a decent restaurant. Um, but it's certainly nothing to write home about. It's the type of place that you drink at on Friday or Saturday and then watch people get jettisoned from the place. Mm-hmm. And now they've like signed up and they're part of like the Ontario Inns Association. Yeah. So they're up there with like Sam Jakes and Merrickville and stuff like they were kind of hoity toity places. Yeah. They've really, how was the room? I've never stayed That's, in a room. Yeah, it, it was pretty fancy. Like, yeah. you know, like we, I paid like, I don't know what it is, about 250 bucks for it for the, for the night. So it's not like cheap. Yeah. 250. Yeah. And I uh, stayed in my folks. <laughs> I could. I <laughs> you would have got a breakfast. I didn't know at the time. <laughs> Oh, but a breakfast is included. Oh, okay. yeah. So there you go. Uh, that's, that's worth at least two hundred bucks. Yeah. And um, <laughs> if you count all the bacon I ate, right? Yeah. If if you had stayed at my place, you would have been over uh, hospitalitized. Yeah. Um, you know, there would be like you know uh, more doilies in the in the bedroom that you could deal with. Mm. About eight towels you would get, and uh, bacon about eight pounds of bacon. But it would be about the consistency of stained glass. Uh-huh. I will. That's how my mom does it. She'd yeah. probably inflict you with a breakfast burrito. Really? Apologies. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to the TVA. Inn. Absolutely. Uh, you can even stay in the shed. Don't let her talk you into that. <laughs> no. It's like, hey, you can stay in the cabin if you want. Just, no, no. No. Bed's fine, Mrs. V. Mm, That's it, fine. I like how she calls the shed the cabin. Well, the ca- it's... The cottage? Yeah. Why don't you stay at the cottage? <laughs> Why don't you say, no, no. I don't care if you just got a roof. I don't want to sleep next to the lawnmower. <laughs> so, you would be. Yeah. Um, All right, boys. Let's uh, let's go back. I thought we were going to land on L.A. and sort of stay LA. there for a Well, he left. So then that didn't get exciting. And then he went again and not going to watch the movies. On, can you not, can you not keep up? That's it. So what took you down to L.A.? I'm guessing not an inn. 
Well, I tell you what, it was an experience I had in Gananoque. It, um, it really, Thank you very yeah, much, Mark just, Bennett. Let me tell you something else about Gananoque, huh? Uh, yeah. Tell me. Tell, yeah. me so, tell me something I don't know about Gananoque. It sucks. No, it's, no it was fun. It I'm was, rolling out the sleeves now. No, uh, I, L.A., let's say. Well, basically, um, there's, a, there's a festival in Montreal for comedy. Uh, what they call now? it the, uh, the Just for Laughs Comedy Festival. Really? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, you can Google it, and you'll find out a little bit about it. I'm not sure about that, but uh, I'll put that in the show notes. Okay, yes. Yeah, and I went there, and I did a little show, and then uh, I met some people. Right. And uh, they were like, hey, you know, if you go to L.A., we will represent you, a management company. And right. I was like, and their name, it was Omnipop, they were. Um, mm, okay. And uh, they had people like Alonzo Bowden and Maria Bamford and uh, stuff like that. So I Pretty uh, good. Yeah, yeah, Andy Kindler. And then I was like, well, that sounds pretty good. They're all stand-ups. And right. So, sounds good to me. so I went down uh, so there. So before, before we fly you down to yeah, L.A. at yeah, this point in the oh, story, so no. when you were in Montreal, you're doing Just for Laughs. Right. Uh, was this a gala that you were doing, or is it no, just like one like just one home club grown, night, homegrown home grown? competition? Right. Yeah. Which uh, um, normally the people who who get first and second mm-hmm. they uh, they go on to do more shows. But but the year I was in, nobody they, they didn't hand out a first and second prize. Really? No. That's why. Just I participation ribbons. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Everyone wins. So who who else would have been on that uh, that oh, night with geez. you? Do you even remember? Uh, I know I'm taking you back here, and I apologize. No. Uh, what is uh, what's her name? Erica. Sornjensen from BC or right, something. Right, okay. Uh, there's that kid who yells a lot. Uh, he's good. Uh, what's his name? He's also from BC. Oh. And, uh, um, oh, Kyle Radke? Yep, Kyle yeah, Radke. He was, yeah. he, he was on it. Uh, he won. He won it. Um, okay, it, so it's that you know, year. Okay, yeah, I remember that. Uh, he had the, he got the best participation ribbon. And, uh, <laughs> it was bigger. It was the bigger one. Yeah, yeah, the one that let him do more shows. And uh, <laughs> and uh, who who Kelly Kelly something or other from Edmonton. Right, uh, does a lot of college gigs these days. Okay, yeah, I'm real good with the with the scene. I'm amazed some, that you remember yeah, me. To be the, quite the, honest, I so. So at this point, like how much, like how long you been doing it at this point when you, when you know, like, oh, when at that point, at that point, not long, actually, it was only, uh, it was about, it was about two years okay. I've been doing it at that point. I got pretty lucky from the, from the beginning in terms of, uh, I started in Ottawa because my right. brother got married in Ottawa. So I moved to Ottawa, I started, mm-hmm. uh, the amateur nights there, but the amateur nights at Yucks in Ottawa, Yuck Yucks, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, that um, they were real good. Like they had, they were packed yeah. all the time. So mm-hmm. my first ever night was just a sold out show and right. it was just, it was a good routine. So I kind of quickly got onto the pro shows every mm-hmm. now and then. And, but it also, you know, you look around Ottawa and you think these other amateur comics have been amateur comics for like five years. So I, yeah. I should maybe go somewhere else. Cause at the time right now they got absolute comedy. And so mm-hmm. like, it's a better scene there now, but right. when I was there, it was just that. Yep. And so, that's, that was basically how I started out there as well. Is that right? Just going back and forth between Waterloo where they just started one up. Okay. And then, uh, back to Ottawa and Howard, Howard Wagman yep. was, uh, uh, was shipping people out for like, uh, one nighters and stuff like that around there. So yeah. yeah, it was the only show in town. Only and it show was, in it town. was a good one. Yeah. Good and one. so, uh, me and, uh, a guy like, a uh, guy, Brian Hope and mm-hmm. Steve Patterson, who was then Steve oh, Dillon Brian Hope. and now he's Steve Patterson. Mm-hmm. Brian Hope. Yeah. You heard of him? Yeah. Oh, no. no. Not on this podcast. Anyway, um, <laughs> we haven't bagged on him in a while. No, he's due. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you so know, I'm, he was, when I'm, when I, as, so yeah, but. I actually, bet you he still owes you money. He, he always does. Yes. As far as I'm exactly concerned. Right. But the thing, oddly, Brian, there's a weird connection in that the first person I ever spoke to at uh-huh. a comedy club was Brian Hope. Right. And yeah, we're just sitting there and, and at the time when we were trying, it was the Yuck Yucks amateur night and the guy, uh, we were there early, so I'm just talking to Brian, and there was only like five people in the audience. He said, well, for your first night at least, there's only a few people. And then this huge train of people came in and right. packed the club, and then he was laughing at me because it was my first night. But I was actually glad, right. because as you know, in comedy, the more people in the room, mm-hmm. the easier it is. Yep. So uh, I, it actually it went good. And then when I when I um, decided to leave Ottawa to try to, you know, Stepped a career up a notch, right. and I went to Toronto. And mm-hmm. the person I stayed with for the first week while I looked for apartments was Brian Hope, Very because nice. he was nice enough to say, "I'm in Toronto now. You uh-huh. want to stay with me?" He is. He's yeah. a great guy. He's a great guy. Shame he's a dink, but no, yeah, he's a great guy. So I he's wish I hadn't guy. stolen from his apartment. What did you steal? Just so we I know. Just, uh, just so when he's asking me for it, it was, it was some of his girlfriend's private things. It okay. was yeah, it was, it's unfortunate, but I got. You're not wearing them now, are you? <laughs> I, I'm not. Okay. I have them in my backpack. Good. <laughs> no, my backpack. Always good to have that. <laughs> Just little mementos. Yeah. Little so, uh, so uh, how long were you in Toronto for? 
Two years? Three years? Two years, three years? No, three years. Three years. Three years? Yeah. Yeah, three years. Okay. I was at Eglinton, then I went to Davisville, then I went to St. Clair and uh, Bathurst, and then I went to Los Angeles. Yeah. <laughs> I like that you're giving the street names that you're on first, and then yeah. I decided to go to L.A. What street in L.A., if you don't mind me asking, since we can continue uh, that? We, Vermont and... Um, no, no, I said L.A. Where did you go in L.A.? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vermont and uh, Melrose. Again, that's the, yeah, okay, he is so he's ignorant. <laughs> he's ignorant of geography. I didn't bad mouth my, your hometown. Now come on. No. Uh, so Vermont and what? Uh, what area of town would you have been Hollywood. in? Hollywood. So you're right Cal- in Hollywood. Yeah, right. You know, and I've heard not good well. things about Hollywood. And you uh, you heard them right. Okay. It's uh, the thing is it's it, it's it's a city. It's like it's almost like downtown toronto but mm-hmm. it's but also residential so like it doesn't look nice like when people think of los angeles and like mm-hmm. hollywood what they're thinking of is like hermosa beach santa monica like the right. west coast with the beaches and the, and the mm-hmm. melrose and yeah. uh you know malibu and the places you see in entourage yeah exactly because th- those aren't that isn't downtown hollywood no. that's not where the comedy clubs are that's not although there is a comedy club my favorite one in hermosa beach that is but, the uh, magic Comedy, Comedy Magic, Magic Club. Club? Yeah. yeah. Best one. Guys are super great. Well, Leno goes there. How bad can that be? Yeah. They, they, and that, that is the unfortunate thing is they kind of ask you to be uh, squeaky clean, even though once you're established, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Right. Like Louis C.K. does his full set there, you know, mm-hmm. and he's up there, my daughter's vagina, and then they don't give a shit. But uh, but me, like, they'd be like, so you got to keep it nice and clean. Uh, if you ever got on, but I, but I didn't get on. <laughs> uh, I didn't get on. They were super nice. And, like, the guy, um, what was it? I forget his name now, but... Uh, he explained it to me, um, and very nicely, uh, but, mm-hmm. uh, and I, and I appreciated it, but he was saying like, it's, it's like LA, so there's a lot of people here. So we got, we got our headliners coming mm-hmm. into town, your Chris Rocks, your Louis CKs, your whatever. So you don't expect to bump them. Right. He goes, and then we have our, our hosts who are generally also headliners that are mm-hmm. circling in and around. He goes, and then we have like two or three middle spots. And those are generally people who are, uh, warming up for Jay Leno, uh, or have a Comedy Central out right now, or, uh, warming up for David Letterman. He goes, and then after that, uh, we, we kind of go down the list of the people that we, we have here. And that's a pretty long one. But then once we get through that, you got, you'll get <laughs> yeah, a you spot. Got a shot. You got a shot. That's it. I was like, awesome. So, uh, 2020 then? Yeah. And, and literally, yeah. Like, uh, a friend of mine, um, uh, Jay Malone, who uh, you mm-hmm. never had him on this, did you? Uh, not no, yet. No, not yet. He won't do this. I have no. a I have a great Jay Malone story that I actually use on stage from time to time when I fuck up people's names. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, he's. Do uh, you want me to pause and do it or no? Uh, no. Not okay. The, not good. at okay, all. Yeah, go ahead. Let's hear it. <laughs> so I've known Jay for a while. This is at the Laugh Resort. Uh, now defunct Laugh Resort. Oh, I miss that place. Yeah. Um, I do and I don't because I could never get work there. Yeah, well, you're not you know? very good. I know that. That's, uh, yeah. you know, I, I just don't need it in my face. Yeah, yeah, you don't you want know? someone reminding you. I don't need you. Jim going, you know, you're horrible. I know that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, that's fine. Thanks a lot. So, Jay's hosting one night and uh, he accidentally brings me to the stage and introduces me as Todd Van Halen. <laughs> And as soon as he does it, he just gives this look like, oh, shit, what did I do? And I just shake his hand, and he's apologizing as we're trading the stage. I'm like, sorry, sorry, sorry. He's like, don't worry about it. I got it covered. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Malone. Keep it going for him. Good to see him make his way out of cheers. And then plays, bam. Well, that's how you get him. Yes. So anyway, you and Jay Malone down in L.A. Uh, yeah. Were so, you down at the same time as Daryl Purvis as well? Were you guys all yeah, kind of click, clicking more, together? He was in San Francisco. So okay. he came over a couple hour drive. No, uh, no, uh, San Diego. He was, um, so he was a couple hour drive away, but he would come over occasionally, but right. not that much. And, um, some a few times. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, well, Jay is, is, you know, he's obviously doing very well and, uh, he even gets, t- on TV shows here and there, mm-hmm. and, and he's been down there, nominated for Best Comic in Canada, and they, like, the guys even know who he was, uh, Jeremy Hotz is there, saying, yeah. oh, Jay's mm-hmm. great, and he's one of their favorite headliners, and Joe Coy, who's, like, blown up huge on the stand-up circuit in the States, uh, you know, he's talking to anyone who listens, go, Jay, put on Jay, right. and everyone's like, okay, we'll try, and, you know, he gets a spot every four or five months, maybe, to host, like, they'll call him for the last minute, someone dropped out, can you come host? Right. And then he'll run down and host, wow. and that's the best that the guy who was nominated for Best Comic in Canada can mm-hmm. get with a gala, just for laughs, all these right. things coming out the ass, and um, you you just don't get on very often, yeah. no matter what's going on. Serves him right, shouldn't have fucked up my name, that's all yeah, I'm saying. That's, yeah, it's um, karma. It, karma is a bitch there, karma. Jay. That's mm-hmm. all I'm saying. It, but I, I guess you're right. I mean, like the one time that I went down there to, to try and grab a spot was, uh, this was years ago at, um, uh, the improv yep. in, in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they came out with the three 
eight and a half by 11 sheets of names that were going to be on following the show. And I guess because I played the Johnny Foreigner card, I got on like fifth. Okay. And then there were guys that were on at like three in the morning, 3.45. I saw a guy have the mic shut off on him because he just figured that I'm going to fuck doing my four. Because mm. they tell you, do four or there's a sniper rifle on you. Yeah. And uh, they gave him the flash at four, gave him the solid at five, and at six they shut off his mic. Yeah, and then welcome to his. And he just kept going. He knew it. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what his rationale was to do that. Just wow. like I, I guess he figured this is my one spot in eight months. I might as well make it memorable. Yeah, and probably never get on again. Right? Exactly. But, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, what would motivate you to do? You've that never was his that. retirement song. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Pace drops the mic, and then off he goes. And that man walked into the sea. Yeah. Yeah. So how? Okay. So how would you go about if you if you can't get onto the main stages? Like, how did you occupy your time trying to find stage time? It was, it was, it was kind of rough. Like, uh, you just, you go to the open mics, which are like, I mean, even in Toronto, the worst of the Toronto open mics are better than the best I found anyway Mm -hmm. of, of the open mics down there. In that, uh, it's just comics running it because they're all in the same boat going, well, we can't get on stage no matter who we are or what we've done. So, um, they, they would set up little, little rooms and you generally get two or three audience members and then the other comics and, and there's no real sense of community because each place is, you know, 40 or 50 minutes away from each other. So you might see a guy, you know, oh, oh, I saw him three months ago at a different open mic. Right. And so you perform for the other comics and whatever and then you kind of walk away going, What's the point of that? You know, right. I didn't didn't really uh, didn't do anything for me. Right. I, I feel stupid and like I'm not funny. And, didn't get uh, didn't get a new tag. Nothing. Yeah, no, no new tags. No other than, other than hey, anyone in the room? And um, <laughs> it was yeah. So uh, now the thing is, it, it does happen. People clearly get famous and rich right. down there. So it's just that in terms of stand up, I think it happens. Maybe a little bit differently than it does in Toronto. In Toronto, it seems like if you go around, you play the rooms, you'll get on stage and you'll get a career, you know, Mm -hmm. whereas there, uh, San Francisco is a bit like that. I did some shows there in San Francisco and they have a nice community. They've got a good, uh, a bunch of comedy stages. Audiences come out. You can get on there. So kind of people, a lot of people, um, you know, work their stuff out in San Francisco or Las Vegas. And, uh, cause there's lots of rooms around in Las Vegas. And then you kind of drift over to LA when someone sort of gives a shit about you. Right. They call it, oh, my manager kept calling it buzz. You get to get the buzz and, uh, just drive me crazy. <laughs> gotta get some heat on Gotta get some, get some heat. heat. <laughs> buzz and the heat and the heat buzz. I'm gonna write a movie one day and call it heat buzz. And, uh, <laughs> and that title will get misinterpreted. Yeah. <laughs> it was just a gay porno. Uh, heat buzz. Heat buzz. So- actually, that sounds like slang for a disease of some sort. Yeah. There's a, on, on the edge, they keep playing uh, uh, ads for the STIs, they call them. Apparently, right. STDs are now STIs. And they're STIs. Yeah. I, yeah, no more the D. No more disease. It's yeah. now infection. Is that what the I, I is? I think so. Okay. That's what I deduced with infection. my limited knowledge. So what's the difference between an infection and a disease? I, I guess perhaps that's the thing. Maybe some of them weren't considered diseases. You right. know, like it's a rash, but it's not a disease. Right. But still, I think the S, this disease, you should keep that. If it's worse, right. keep yeah. that one. Right. Don't, don't fluff it up. But we've, that goes back <laughs> to the, the old Carlin thing of like, you know, softening everything, make something a syndrome as opposed yeah. to, you know, what is like shell shock to, you know, whatever the, the new 18-syllable name for shell shock is now. Hmm. Post-traumatic stress, stress disorder. disorder yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Disorder. That's disorder. Another. Maybe yeah. that's what they just sexually transmitted disorders. Disorders, yeah. They could have kept the they D. They could have kept the D. Disorder. No one would have needed to know that. They, the posters remain the same. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to, or call it like dirty crotch rot, you know? DCR. DCR. Yeah. DCR. I got a DCR. <laughs> that, was, that would stop people <laughs> from crotch. banging. All right, let's take a break. We're taking a break on that? Yeah. <laughs> wow. We're going out on DCR. We are. I'm just Can thinking more that. More, <laughs> there's no editing. More three-letter acronyms. We come back on the TVA <laughs> podcast. podcast. That's even worse than DCR. <laughs> there we are. Hi. How are you? I'm good, thanks. You're listening to the TVA podcast. Oh, I'm and- Dave Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. And we're back. Thank you for uh, staying tuned and listening, folks. This is Thank episode one five six. I'm sure you were listening. I was no, no, not no. I wasn't I even don't listening listen either. To not be quite even. honest, that's Mark Bennett, Hi. Uh, our guest all the way back from L.A. Darcy, all the way from uh, the West End of Toronto. Uh huh. This is your weekly downtown trip. I like, ma- I like making you come <laughs> down here so you can actually enjoy the city. Uh, and I do the sights, I the do. sounds, the smells, especially the smells. The smells. What was the worst smell you you, you had today? 
today. We're smell um, Subway. I Sub- think someone had vomited. Oh, okay. I changed cars. <laughs> I was thinking Subway, like what? A meatball yeah. sub? <laughs> was that the problem? <laughs> you don't dig on the tuna salad? That they There's have? a smell of raw sewage every now and again, I find downtown. Like get a whiff comes out of the yeah. manhole cover. We, yeah. we don't get, like, when you go to New York, you can't help but smell urine. Like that, it's just like, I, I think that's it. how the, the, the musical Urine Town got started. I have no research on that, but I'm guessing it's about, uh, uh, New York, and there was there was one night I can't remember when it was. It was during the heat of the of the the garbage strike we had down here, and I walked down this one alleyway. And I was like, it smells like New York. Like it just smelled like your, and it was like everywhere in the street. It just like, ugh. Like so, how does L.A. smell? Uh, yeah, what's like, the L.A. smell? It smells like Todd Van Allen. Does it? Weird. Oh, <laughs> Todd Van Allen says New York reeking a Todd like pee. <laughs> <laughs> On the Todd Van Allen show. I see. That's why I got to go down to L.A. Yeah. And so people go, you're the guy. <laughs> How do you do that? Well, apparently L.A. right now smells of burn. Yeah. They, they got fires. fires. Yeah. There, were, there was a few. Uh, we, they, I was down there during that big ass fire and they had uh, there was ash on the roof of my car and everything just just right. from the air. And we were miles away from it. Uh-huh. But yeah. And it, it smelled like fire a lot there. But the truth is I, I really the weather's fantastic. I, I mean. I should go without saying, but people are like, oh, the smog, and I don't like it, and it's too dirty. But no, it's I, the sky is blue for the most part. Right. I mean, there's occasional smog days. Do you, but did you live in the bowl of L.A.? So, like, you were, like, right down kind of in smog, yeah. Yeah. smog vicinity? Yeah, I was I was down. Right. Yeah. And uh, So yeah. how bad would the smog get from time to time? Not, not bad. Like, the horizon. I, like, I mean, sometimes the sky would be completely blue and mm-hmm. super nice, and that those are, like, especially bright days but then there'd be uh once in a while you'd see a little tiny bit of a haze but they say that it used to be much worse right and now it's not so bad i think schwarzenegger used a vacuum or something Uh and it looks good and (laughs) he uh, called in chuck norris (laughs) chuck norris beat up the smog they did it through a helicopter uh because there were times like i remember uh as you say like it did used to be much much worse and they would show photos of it where it's just like that thick haze Mm -hmm. and the only other place i'd seen is like uh you'd have like poker nights when i first kind of moved into toronto in one guy's small squalid apartment and then the bright idea was hey it's a guy's night out we're playing poker let's have stogies and then it would just be like over the table you go to the 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 bathroom or you go get a you know, refresh your beverage and you look into where the thing and it's just that that haze of just like 1930s dark back room playing poker movies film noir yeah, expect bogart to punch you in the face exactly yeah. Yeah. Sadly, he was dead and really couldn't make that happen, <laughs> no. but I was wishing. So LA, yeah. so you, so you moved down there. Uh-huh. Now, how much, how long have you been doing stand up at this point when you, when you, uh, when you just got out of LAX, you're hailing your cab, you're going to wherever you're going to go, you have how many years of comedy? I'm going to guesstimate educatedly seven years. Seven years. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's, a, that's a good chunk. Yeah. And so you'd done your touring in Canada, mm-hmm. uh, coast to coast, I'm assuming. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. And said, okay, so now you're ready to give this a kick. Now, uh, was the motivation that, that talking to that you got at, uh, just for laughs and said, okay, we'll represent you. How soon was that turnaround between them saying, Hey, we're kind of interested in you versus you showing up in their door going, hi, I'm here. And them going, who? Oh, right. You're the guy. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think, uh, summer and then. The summer just for laughs, and then I met with him in January. Okay, and then I had to get my papers in order. Right, and then I went down the next January. Okay. so a year and a half. But okay. that was I would have went right away. Right, but you need to get your stupid papers. Absolutely. Which uh, for those kids out there listening who want to get their papers, about seven grand is what you'll pay. That's what I heard. Yeah, yeah, about seven grand. Seven. And uh, it's uh, and you also have to get all kinds of press, anything that was ever written about you, a bunch of letters of. Uh, recommendation and luckily i had the management company saying they were willing to represent me because you mm-hmm. kind of need a letter to say um you're gonna show up with a job or yeah, right something yeah. like that and uh i love the letters of recommendation eh because mm-hmm. i need to get those to get into actra yeah and so i'm going around to like ben guyatt and saying like hey could you write me a letter mm-hmm. of recommendation and i'll just just write what you want i'll yeah. sign it yeah pretty and much just, okay yeah i i did that too like i mean one one girl who was writing me i won't say who it is but she kept writing me uh the letter, I was like, a letter re- recommendation, they give you a template. They say you have to say this line, this line, this line. He's a unique talent, something that, uh, an indispensable part of the American economy is the way they phrase it. So, <laughs> so that's, yeah. So, Mark <laughs> Bennett's poo Mark jokes. Bennett is making those wheels turn, folks. His, his, <laughs> his poo jokes are an indispensable part of the American economy. And without him, and you'll see, I left and the economy has gone po- poorly, as you uh, see. Yeah. And, uh, thanks for, uh, yeah. thanks for doing that. Thank your support. I brought yeah. it back to Canada. I figured you guys needed a boost. 
used. Thank you. And um, God bless you. Yeah, but so the, the you have to say lines like he's a very unique talent. Nobody else can do what he does. Right. It, so unless so they I, steal his material off of YouTube, and then it's then fair does game. Does what he does. Right. So I, I tell this girl that, and she she writes. I first saw Mark one time on the sunshine and the horizons. Like she was all flowery, right? And not saying anything that I needed her to say. <laughs> and I really feel that with some work, and as a nurse, she was fairly insultingly right. With, with a little bit of work and some experience behind, he could be definitely a major player in the industry i'm like shut up and write the and so after three times i'm you know what i'm fucking writing my i right. wrote it america is an indispensable part of the american economy yeah yeah and so do i, I know this woman by the way uh no i doubt it okay she, she worked at the, at the comedy network okay so okay. i don't know if she i was just i was i was starting to get sweaty palms there for a second <laughs> i thought oh no she's screwing you too yeah. um so that's okay so you you finally got your letters in order yep and it was it uh, seven and a half grand. You're saying about yeah, about seven thousand. Like yeah. it's it's like five grand to file it, and then they had a thousand dollars for expediation. Right. Otherwise, they it, it takes like a year or more right. to get it. So that's about that's six a grand. shit move, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Oh, we'll we'll look at it if you give us a thousand dollars. Right. If you Tell, don't, that's like that's like sliding the Mater D twenty bucks. Yeah. Exactly. That's okay. Yeah. Except then, it's a grand. Uh, All right. And then I guess so that's about six grand. And then with taxes and like uh, administration fees, right. like photocopies and all that mm-hmm. crap, it ends up being very close to seven thousand. Now you also have to have money in the bank too. It's like ten grand you got to have in the bank. I didn't have that. Ready. Didn't need that. No, no? I don't think because no. I've heard that some stories. I thought uh, I I could have this completely wrong, but I I'm probably pre- uh, probably because you know me <laughs> in research. Um, the uh, I think what Sean Majumdar was saying, like you know, you got to have when they were following him around for that documentary yeah. with him and a whole bunch of other people in it. Um, that, you know, there was an awful lot of this, this cost. And I thought for some reason you had to have like 10 grand to make just to show that, okay, you're not some fly by night artist who's going to come in and maybe steal well, dishwasher yeah. jobs or whatever. I don't know. Maybe I had money in the bank at the time and sure. it just never came up. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, well, that money certainly went away. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I did. I went down there pretty good. I had a few lines of credit. I was, I was, uh, even with the seven grand paid, I had a bit of money in the bank because mm-hmm. I just, I had managed my finances pretty well. And, uh, now things are different. Um, <laughs> You're doing really well. I'm doing extremely well. Ex- excruciating. Driving a Ben Guy type convertible, uh, <laughs> which just... I rented for the, for the beginning of my show. Do, 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 do. Uh, um, so, so you land there, and so what? What does this management team do for you? Because, because uh, oh, well, allow yeah. allow me to mm-hmm. to give you what my experience is. Yeah. Strictly uh, episodes of Entourage. That's my only exposure mm. to any of this. Yes, oh, it's, it's perfectly accurate. Right. Uh, here, here, here's what they do for you, Todd. <laughs> who was do, your turtle, uh, by the way? Was, was that? that who was your turtle character? Turtle character, yeah. uh, Daryl Purvis. Okay, <laughs> Daryl Purvis. Good. No other way around it. Yeah, he actually, we actually had that discussion, and uh, <laughs> that's that's who Daryl right. claimed he'd be. Jay is your uh, E. Yeah, uh, J. No, well, there, yeah, J is my E, and and I'm J's E. e. If that makes You're any Jay-Z? sense. Yeah, nice. Jay Z. Because uh, <laughs> you're, you're a lot whiter than I would have pictured. Yeah. Daryl at first was like, "Hey, we're," uh, and if any of you don't know this, how he talks, "Hey, uh, I'll be Turtle, and uh, Mark will be uh, uh, E or somebody." And yeah. I was like, "No, I'm the movie star," <laughs> and uh, we had a debate. Right, uh, but. <laughs> That's, it's way. good that it's good that your uh, your turtle can't drive. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. That's really yeah, fell down the true. gate there. So okay, so you've got your entourage together. You go into the management office. What's yep. that first meeting like? Well, what we did was we went out for Chinese food, just me and uh, the guy in charge, Bruce, and uh, then we went to a comedy show that was hosted at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, mm-hmm. which is a, quite a popular thing down there and super cool. If yes. any of you go to L.A. and you want to see shows, it's like five bucks and you'll go see like Zach Galifianakis mm-hmm. and friggin' uh, Patton Oswalt and all yeah. the awesome comics down there. And um, so, yeah, it was a show like that and... Uh, uh, Paul F. Tompkins was on mm-hmm. the show, uh, and uh, so it was really, really no good. one good. <laughs> no, no one good. <laughs> no. And uh, by the was, way, just to get back to yeah. the Chinese food, do you eat the egg roll first right out of the gate? Uh, yeah, usually just yeah. because it's the first thing they give me. Right. And then if they give me the rest of the food, though, I won't. I like I like noodles and meat. Really? Yep. I'm always out of the gate egg roll. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I will eschew the other food. I won't even put it on the plate. You got to clear out the egg yeah. roll first, and then you go. Now, to me, it's the filler. I don't like filling up on things that aren't meat related mm-hmm. because i feel like i'm jipping myself so no mm-hmm. rice no no noodles. rice no I <laughs> you're, there you're picking through the beef meat. and broccoli you just mm-hmm. might as well go beef beef right i'll have the beef they don't serve me that <laughs> see if you dated a vegetarian 
you'd oh, be I'm, happy. Yeah. Right yeah. there. You take that broccoli yeah, stuff. I got the other this. half, and that's fine. So, okay, so you go to UCB. Yeah. And see Paul F. Tompkins, which uh, I'm sure was a shit show. Yeah, awful, just yeah. awful. No, it was super, and it was kind of an improv type show, too, and just, he was definitely the standout. Uh, super, super funny, but the, everybody was great, and uh, and so, yeah, and so it started really well uh, with the management, and uh, and uh, then I, he... I like that they're taking you around to places to see what other guys are doing. Yeah. Really... And uh, are they scrutinizing you at this point, going, <laughs> you better you be able to deliver these goods. Look at these guys. Yeah. So, yeah, no, he just, he just wanted a, a, a kind of a night out. And uh, we talked about stuff. Hey, kid, the sky's the limit. You, uh, you got the look. You got the everything. You know the stuff you type. You, you expect to hear and you want to hear because right. you just got there and you're like, yeah, it's exciting. Uh-huh. And then, um, then he he said there's a management uh, commercial agency. He said well, it was one of the best down here, BBR. And uh, apparently they are. And and I met them and they were super great. And they were like, he's gonna work all the time in commercials. She says you'll pay the bills with commercials and then you'll get into movies and television. And you'll be a big star. And I was like, oh, this is nice. This is all very good. I'm right. glad I went to LA. And then um, I had an audition. <laughs> they called me as like it's just as as you say this. I'm thinking I finally got a commercial agent myself. Yeah, and it was the exact same discussion. Mm. Except he got me an audition that day, so I can't really fault him. But and that's the thing. Yeah. BBR got me an audition as as I'm leaving the office. They call my cell phone. Can you be down in Santa Monica in 30 minutes? I'm like. Yes, and so like figured, I don't know anything about local traffic, but I'm sure it will be fine. I, I will be there. I will run, and uh, yeah. So I figure oh, I guess I'll be famous by tomorrow. But like I wasn't one of these like naive idiots that thinks oh, but but I did think that oh, it looks like things are set up good, so I'll be able to audition a lot and get a lot of things, and I'll start working. Before you know it, I'll be a working comic again, and I'll be in you know small TV shows sure. and movies until things get better. And um, that's 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 very pragmatic and realistic. Yeah. Yeah, and like, that's uh, yeah. I didn't picture like going down and going, "Who is this kid? Give he's the next Matthew Perry. That's this kid." Right. You know, like you. Uh, I expected it to go as I just said, mm-hmm. but then basically after the first two months of flurry activity, uh, everything kind of stopped. It just kind of stopped, and um, the calls were infrequent. Most of them were the commercial agency were great. Yeah. They sent me out all the time for stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, how, out of the, like, how many would you say, what was your uh, ratio of booking? Uh, zero. The ratio so you did, you was did, zero. You didn't uh, book one commercial book down there? one commercial down there. Wow. And the thing is, to be fair to, say, the commercial agency or to me, so I don't look like I'm the worst actor in history here. <laughs> no, because uh, I am. Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah, horrible. Uh, okay, good. Yeah. And, uh, and you've booked things. I, I, I did. So what does that say about me? I don't, well, the, you do not have the face of Rogers. That's true. You, give, us a, give us a quick story, because you just uh, did a shoot, right? You at the time of recording, hours yes. or something? 12, uh, uh, no, 7.30, and I was released at 5. So it's okay. like 10 hours, but that's still in, in acting parlance. Apparently, I got, got an hour of overtime okay. out of that. Um, but yeah, it was uh, silent on camera. So I didn't do anything, and I'm playing like some middle management drone at a at, at a chair design firm. I can see you in there. And uh, well, yeah, well, this is what my agent said. As soon as he saw me, he's like, "Oh, you're gonna be booking and stuff like that." And Darcy's got the director framing out. That's nice because he's like, "Oh yeah, I'll totally booking." I'm like, "You have no balding middle aged guys on your roster. Are you are you serious?" I'm like, yeah. "Apparently not." Mm. So he's he he booked me for this, and finally, boom, I I, I got into this thing. And, uh, he, uh, when, when I show up, I sat on my ass from seven till about noon, 1230. Yeah. And that's when they finally gave me a call and said, Oh, okay, we're, we're ready for you. And I'm like, great. And I'm going in with the same attitude as you. Yeah. Uh, which is a, a healthy attitude. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking at this like it's going to make me. I'm not looking at it like I, I need it. I want it, but I don't need it. Um, and I'm going to treat everyone with respect. You know, when you go on set, you just want to, I'm not going to be that guy that, because on this shoot that we had an actor storm off, mm-hmm. really? um, <laughs> we had an actor storm off and the director, <laughs> amateur, oh my God, no, amateur, goddamn amateur production. This is, this is what happened. He shows up. There was like two, uh, two you are bo- crashing my scene. Yeah. There were, t- there were two call times, one 7 a.m. and one two. This guy had the two o'clock. And first of all, he showed up at the wrong, uh, set because they were actually doing it in two different uh, locations. So that was problem one for him. And he was like angry. And secondly was, uh, you know, as any production will go, it goes late. And he had to be out by 7, he said, so he could go downtown and do a play, split the door type play with his friends. Okay. And so he's giving up a commercial shoot. He stormed off the set because, like, this is this is completely amateur. Um, I know things are going poorly because I hear the assistant director say to him, call your agent then. I'm like, 
Yeah. Oh, dear. That's, usually a good That's not going well. The director, earlier in the day, the director blew up at the main actress. Mm-hmm. Bl- blew up! Like, just like like you picture in the movies, Kevin Spacey swimming with sharks blew up. Like, <laughs> bam. Just n- carotid artery sticking out like garden hose. Blowing up. And she was like decimated by it and trying not to cry and i'm you know i'm saying to her does this always happen because she's like in 10 years of doing this i've never done it and the rest of the cast is like kind of you know comforting her just like in 10 years of doing commercials that has never happened to me and i just put up my hand and said this is my first one are they all like this <laughs> and she's like no don't worry it's like you know because i'm pretty glad that it was you because i'm pretty inexperienced at this and i'm, I'm guessing if someone <laughs> did that to me i would just <laughs> turn to him and go um suck it because <laughs> It's a hand gesture. That's what you're looking for here. So anyway, um, but it's good. You got a little taste of uh, a little the good and bad, and, and uh, it's not it's not bad at all. Like you, you treat everyone with respect. There was a there was a moment where I have to hold up a BlackBerry mm-hmm. and and show it to my my work team and say, "Look, we landed the gig. Here it is." And so we're doing some rehearsals, and they've got a light suspended right over the top of my head because I guess they need glare off my forehead <laughs> yep. so they can light. They're the actually scene. using you as a balance. They're, they're using the me as the, the balance set. off that. You know, we could bring in the we could bring in the the screen no wait use van allen's head okay so we'll do that and so one of the lighting guys comes over uh, the, the prop minister actually and says uh todd just so you know we're getting a lot of reflection because of that that thing the way you're playing with it I go, oh i'm sorry well where how should i do it and he shows me the cheat and like kind of pull it uh kind of towards the chest that way and then look at it that way and then pull out so just make sure that the back of my hand is always to this light and i said oh thank you very much mm-hmm. and so we go through three or four machinations of this and they yell cut and i turn to the guy instantly and says how was that and he goes perfect you got it like you, there's no glare yeah. at all great work and i'm like hey this is the first time anyone has ever said great work yeah nice. is, <laughs> really? the, is the lighting guy is the, light, yeah. the lighting guy or the prop guy he's one of the two either way um so i'm like yeah i'm, I'm, I'm doing okay yeah no I'm that's okay all you gotta do i think is is that like you act normally and yeah. uh <laughs> you act you you act normally yeah. and you speak properly yeah. and uh everybody is all right like what like that director like did the, the notion that people get so dramatic about yeah. these things i that shocks the hell out of me like yeah, yeah, think yeah. of that christian bale thing came mm-hmm. out where he's screaming mm-hmm. out to do your fucking job like I couldn't. You you you're an adult, and right. you talk to people like yeah. this. This is how you're. You can't converse with humans no. like this. No. And uh, and what's his name? Uh, Bill Bill O'Reilly with the right. current affairs. We're thing. doing it fucking live. <laughs> <laughs> like I when I saw that, I went, "How does anyone in the world ever take him seriously?" And then yeah. it shocks me. How did he get to the position? Because if, if let's say I'm in charge of a television station, mm-hmm. and one of the on-air talent does that, I will. Well, I'm sorry. You're yeah. not a man. Right. You're a child, <laughs> and we don't employ that here. So yeah. you have to leave now. Right. But instead, the room like, set is down the hall. Yeah. Instead, yeah. they're like, "Well, his ratings are okay. Let's give him a new show." No, go away. That you'll go away, and you never. And Christian Bale, I don't even hate him. I mean, no. he's not great, but he's all right. right. But they're not good enough to to for me to deal with that. Right. No, I don't care. But but these friggin' Hollywoods and the and the the money that gets invested. They are. They're trapped. The yeah. director's like, well, mm-hmm. I have zero authority to fire him because like, right. I'm not the head of the studio. Yeah. And even the head of the studio is going to have trouble because he has investors, you mm-hmm. know, anyway. And um, I found, like, with the Christian Bale thing, I could not watch that Terminator movie and not wonder through the entire thing, is this where is this it happened? One? Is this where it happened? Because yeah. you can't see. You mm. can't really tell. I'm just, like, watching the entire thing. Nope, this is outside. Not probably there. Yeah. Like, oh, inside. I bet you this is where this it happened. Where and I'm trying to watch him. Like, maybe the, maybe they use a cut where, like, he's looking out of the corner of his eye and he's distracted. And I'm just like, maybe that's it. Yeah. Maybe that's it. But it was great for the internet. I mean, they mashed that up. Oh, yeah. Time. Boy, it was they fantastic. had it with a dance track. It was awesome. <laughs> My favorite one. I think I actually played on uh, maybe your Friday shows. Right. Um, Christian Bale's Chipmunk. So they sped yes. it up. I mean, it sounded like Alvin. It was then they did like dun 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 dun, like an That's Alvin and really the Chipmunk song. It's really funny. Very good. Yeah. The well, the um, it, it's it's all about civility and like you can you can understand frustration in longer shoots. Like that was just like one day and you're up at seven. I can understand like people and obviously the crew are there way before us. Mm. Um, so I can understand what they're doing. But the next day, I booked a voice gig, and it was just me sitting in a studio at four in the afternoon until seven mm-hmm. seven thirty. Um. Going through all the possible lottery winning combinations because I was doing the, this, you know, uh, closed captioning brought to you by Max Lotto. Yeah. This week's jackpot is $47 million. And so they would find that one take and I have to go through every single number combination and match the exact tone of everything. So they would give me the lead in that they liked and then I'd have to go $2 million, $3 million. 
form. And as I'm doing this, the only thing I'm thinking of is <laughs> Ned Flanders going, nothing at all. Nothing <laughs> at all. <laughs> nothing at all. And so it got to the point, and these people are in Edmonton, yeah. right? So like I can hear them over the data line too. And so about halfway through this, we've done this for an hour and a half, two hours, and we got through the first line of me just saying numbers. And I hear one of them say, uh, is this a new form of torture? <laughs> and I'm like, I'm sick of numbers and my voice. I don't know. And I own it. I don't know yeah. how you're, you're suffering through it, but it's, it's that thing of dignity where you're treating everyone with respect and stuff like that. And they would say, we weren't happy with this take, do the other ones. And you just go, fine, no worries. But there were takes I would go, uh, 38 sucked. Let me do it over again. And they're like, well, we thought it was okay, but all right, you know, yeah. do it again. And it's just like treating everyone with that respect for the project. Yeah, yeah. it just, I don't know. Like, you, like I, I was watching this thing on, because uh, since I saw Tarantino's movie, I started getting back on the Tarantino bandwagon mm-hmm. and uh, watching his old stuff again. So I was watching Jackie Brown. What's your favorite Brown. old one? Uh, I, I, I guess I, Pulp Fiction probably still it. Yeah. Like, you know, a lot of people, people always say, oh, Jackie Brown, because they want to sound like they know more about films right. than other people. But uh, Jackie Brown's good, but I just don't think it's as good as Pulp Fiction. And Kill Bill, while... Uh, super entertaining, very stylized. I just, I don't know. There's something about the Pulp Fiction that uh, right. I just like what he did with the timelines and the, yeah. and the whatnot. I'm, I, 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 I'm still a huge fan of Reservoir Dogs. You know what? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's I, like the first one is like Talking Heads '77, yeah. their first album. That one I love. Lockstock, Guy Ritchie's first uh, thing. Like I just, I like that freshness of the the feel of it. I do. But I'm I, with yeah. you on Pulp Fiction. Don't get I me wrong. Yeah, like I it. love uh, Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, right. but uh, yeah, Pulp Fiction in terms of uh, movies, it's just, it's a better, uh, film, mm-hmm. you know, technically speaking and, and story wise and character arc mm-hmm. and all that bullcrap Hollywood stuff. But it's, it's true. Whereas, Where's War Dogs was fairly straight laced, fairly two dimensional characters, but a good story and just, for, for your first movie, just tell me, yeah. fantastic. And, and I did, and I loved it, period, even before you know who he is and et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I just watched it and went, that's really good. I really like that Steve Buscemi. Yeah. So, uh, little do you realize it's some guy's first effort at a big time movie, right. you know, and, and and then it turns out to be Tarantino. Right. But uh, yeah, so I was watching Jackie Brown, uh, the commentary and stuff, and the, all the extras, and uh, just the way he was on the set. There's like the guy loves making movies. It's mm-hmm. his dream come true. Yeah, it takes all day, it takes right. all month, it takes all year. Mm-hmm. But he's he's so happy every day on the yeah. set, and everybody's happy, and he yeah. treats everyone nicely. I'm like, well, why would anyone do anything differently? Like, yeah. oh, let me tell you something, Todd. The um, Torgasm, uh, Dane Cook's thing. Yes. Did you see any of that? No. Don't watch that. I don't like Dane <laughs> don't Cook to begin with. Don't ever watch that. I can tell you don't listen to this podcast. Not the early years. We have really gotten away from it in, in years gone by, pretty much. And thank you for reigniting that sure. for oh, how much no I really problem. don't like him. But oh, no you know, please continue. And the thing is, like, it's... Uh, and, and, and I don't, like, Dane Cook, I don't begrudge anyone's success. He's super, super popular. And, and that's all, that's not his fault. No, that's the, no. uh, the American and Canadian public for, for accepting that. If, if they, if they're willing to, <laughs> to like this and Larry the Cable Guy, that's, that's, that's our fault, right. not their fault. If we demanded a higher product, we'd get one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, um, he's, the, what my big problem with the tourgasm thing was like, it was going to be following stand-ups around doing a tour. And I'm like, oh, that's nice. No one's really depicted that type of mm-hmm. thing. And and they turned it into a reality show where they kind of have like every day they're – and today we're going to go play paintball. And oh, Dane, Dane starts mm-hmm. screaming at one of the guys who's on uh, – uh, Jay, whatever his name is, who's on tour with him. And he screams at him and then he screams at the other guy. And then and, – and they fight all the time and they're just walking around. They're like, oh, hands uh, on their heads going, oh, it just – it's so difficult, you know. Like, I mean, you're away and you're, you're here and it's, it's – you're gone for 30 days. I'm like, wait a second, 30 days right. on a luxury tour bus uh-huh. going, playing sold out theater shows right. and huge college gigs and these giant venues where everyone's mm. going crazy and you're getting paid tons of money. Oh, it's uh, such a tough. It's, I'd love to see what they, them watching a Canadian comic run around trying to get a living. Yeah, you exactly. know, where you, where you show up at some, some banquet hall and no one even, what is stand up comedy? Oh yeah. What is this that you do? Yeah. And then you get up there, like one, I did a show with a, with a guy named Scott Harris. Um, great guy. Wh- yeah, a nice yeah. guy. And we, uh, we did a, a show where, uh, we didn't it wasn't have Sundays, was it? It wasn't Sunday show, okay. no. But we, that was that was fun. And uh, <laughs> those eight people, those eight loved people, us. they were good. They loved and it. This was a similar type thing, although they had sold like two hundred tickets, but no one in, no one showed up. There was about thirty people there, and so I'm like, what, what's going on here? How come there's nobody here? And like the night before, we had just uh, coincidentally played a big theater, like and it was all sold out. So felt pretty good about mm-hmm. oh, doing shows. We got another show tomorrow, and 
like 30 people there and at this banquet hall and uh, i asked the guy what's going on he said oh there's a big lobster fry up down the road so <laughs> i said well so, uh, oh, sorry so i'm <laughs> out of luck i'm guessing this is where regina uh yeah. no it was it was somewhere <laughs> nor- a bit north ontario like, oh, okay i don't know like uh north bay yeah, well, not yeah. that far. Maybe a Sudbury. Okay. Type. Yeah. All right. And uh, and that's the thing. And like and that. And we're still we're in good spirits. We're 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 making a living yeah. as comics, you know. So whatever. Yes, yeah, thirty people. So you're doing that. But this this uh, uh, what what would you call it? Glossy American. Oh, so tough. It's tough, you know. It just it were tensions and no tensions. But you're I think a- that's that's their direction too, right? They're saying like, hey, throw a little drama in there for us, you know, right. like. In, you know, inject a bit of conflict. We need right. to, you know, because they have no idea what's actually interesting. Right. They just sit down and go, "Well, people screaming on reality right. shows seems to do well. Yeah. Let's get more people screaming." Uh-uh. Like, and then you fire into the DVD player, the Comedians of Comedy Volumes One and Two, which is by far and away, if you're looking for comedy comedians on tour, that yeah. is because that is what a show should be. That is exactly the way you want your weekend to play out. When I know that I'm going to be on tour with a bunch of guys, you want guys that you're happy to be with hmm. um you know that everyone's treating each other with respect or at least you know if they need some alone time they're giving it to them you know yeah. brian posein is not screaming at Patton oswald you're no. stupid <laughs> yeah. yeah god why did you shoot me with that paint gun you fucking idiot yeah <laughs> they're like hey man you want to go check out the comic book store yeah i yeah, do let's do and that and then they go do it yeah because uh, they're they're nice people they're nice they're people. intelligent and and that's that's what you do they play well together they really respect each other so and uh so yeah, let's. Uh, so to get back to, to all to this LA. crap, right. uh, it's it, and that all this uh, is kind of in a roundabout way what I was getting to in that yeah, there's a, there's a big system. The yeah, <laughs> I, I like to do that. I like to walk around, circle around, <laughs> circle around. Goodbye, the CN Tower. He's on walkabout. And anyway, Australian horrible. No, Australian <laughs> accent. Yeah, horrible. I'm, wasn't good, but I yeah, wasn't no, saying it was, anything. No, it was brutal. Um, yeah, so <laughs> but you had to ask Australia. I, I did. Was, that, <laughs> was it New Zealand, British, yeah, Scottish? I when don't. I when I do my Peter Griffin, there won't be a dry eye in the place. Continue, please. We're back in L.A. Yeah. And so so what I think I think what happens in L.A. is one of a couple of things. You you start becoming a working actor who gets a few things here and there, and then kind of just carves out your path. Unless you're Megan Fox or some hot little bitch or the it guy. Like, uh, How do you feel about them? Oh, they're super good. Okay. Uh, but that is what they're built for. It's the Zac Efron's, the Megan Fox, not completely untalented. They, they're they told to say lines. They mm-hmm. say them. They don't blink a lot. You right. know, so, uh, That's they're, my problem. I blink. <laughs> you blink. You I blink, blink too much. So you, they become big movie stars. Uh, but like you said, Larry the Cable Guy and uh, Dane Cook, that's what the that's what people like. They like middle of the road. They don't like interesting and good for the most part. I mean, there's a small section of people that do. But if you want to satisfy middle America and middle Canada, then you, you know, you you go with the middle of the road stuff. And that's your Megan Foxes and your Transformer type G.I. Joe bullshit. And, uh, and um, so, like I said, you go one of two ways. You either become an actor who car- carves out a uh, a career and then maybe goes on to do good or bad stuff, whatever. And then there's the other group of people who... Uh, go, I, I think the only way to do something is to do it yourself. Mm-hmm. Because it seems like your George Lucas's, your Steven Spielberg's, your Quentin Tarantino's, your, your Chris Nolan's, they all went and just shot something and did right. something and then took it from there, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, so that's what I did. I went and, um, I was getting so sick of just sitting around the apartment and doing an audition once every month or so and trying to get on these open mics that were, uh, fruitless. So I, uh, I took a, a film course taught by a guy named uh, Dov S.S. Simons. Um, so you could Hollywood. SS. Oh, SS, him. Yes, him. <laughs> Hollywoodfilminstitute.com, I think is his. Or you can mm-hmm. Google Simons, S-I-E-M-M-S or something. I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to spell. <laughs> Good plug. Uh, just, I just picture him wearing a beret. He is does it? In, in his photos. <laughs> but Really? But he's super, like, he's super workman, down to earth. He used to be a line producer on all, like, those Roger Corman films. Right. Like, you okay. know, so. Yeah, right. He knows the business like super well. And what he does is uh, the reason I went to his course, because it was a weekend course, very reasonably priced, like 500 bucks or something. And um, uh, he, his his tagline was uh, taught Tar- Quentin Tarantino, uh, Chris Nolan, uh, Guy Ritchie how to make films. You can learn too. And like I read up on Tarantino and he said, yeah, you want to know how to make a movie? You go to this guy's course. That's all I did. I didn't go to film school and waste four years. I went, 
Sounds well, good to me. Okay. <laughs> and then, and I went there and it literally is just like that. He goes, look, here's this. This is what this is called. This is what this is called. You'll need this, this, and this. And like, he says, I can't help you creatively, but you're not here for that. You right. know, you have ideas. He goes, here's how you structurally make a movie, et cetera, et cetera. And then, uh, he said, now go shoot one. I was like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. All right. And then, so, so how was your first project? So yeah, I did it in, uh, January. Uh, I originally called it the, uh, the zombie hell house five massacre, you know, like a play on, because uh, right. it's a movie about making a horror movie, but it's a comedy, so it goes badly. Okay. So okay. it's the horror movie they're making is the Zombie Hellhouse Five, right. and so the massacre goes on the end of it because I massacred the movie. Right. But anyway, I'm thinking about calling it now uh, the Babushka Massacre. You know, doll within doll, Russian, right, right. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I have a Russian character who is me in the movie. So you do I a make, Russian accent? I I do. Um, I, I, was that I the date, scope of it? it uh, that is it. Uh, <laughs> I dated uh, a girl, uh, uh, Tatiana Vichnitskina. She's here in Toronto, actually. Oh, yeah? Uh, and uh, so when I was going around with her, I would I would talk back to her in her accent. And then she, <laughs> and goes, she loved every and second she of that. she did. She yeah. said, this is very insulting. Please stop. And I said, please stop. And she said, seriously. And uh, yeah. No, she actually was pretty good I about it. I believe you're not with her anymore. Yeah, it's the strangest <laughs> it's, thing. Yeah. Strangest thing. No, she's married now, actually, and uh, doing quite well. But uh, she, yeah, she actually said, "You sound good, like my friends." And I was like, "Okay, good." So I just kept okay. doing it. And so when it came to do the movie, I just wanted to put a little bit of a twist because, eh, just in case I'm a shitty actor, let's right. hide it with an accent. Yeah. you know what I mean. What, and, if you, uh, what if you're like me and have shitty accents? Then you're double screwed. Then you're really bad. Yeah, yeah really bad. <laughs> so yeah, we shot the movie in January. I got uh, Jay Malone and Deborah G. Giovanni and uh, a couple actors from Toronto and Fraser Young came in and helped me out nice. and uh, everyone did it for free wow. I rented the equipment um, uh, rented a cabin we shot it over a two week period how long is how long is the the, the film itself? it's a 90 minute so, so it's a, it's a, feature, it's yep, a feature, feature length film. film yeah Toronto Film Festival rejected you sons of bitches mm-hmm. uh, no actually I, I fully expected that like, Toronto Film Festival is a real big festival and they don't take everything so uh, and <laughs> how was, long does this take you a weekend no no no, 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 no. sorry, oh, sorry. I don't, uh, we need at least 100,000 before right. but like it cost me virtually nothing you know I would say all said and done maybe six grand um, so I just you know, I shot it on a nice Sony EX camera with a with a depth of field adapter that I right. bought. So it looks it has a pretty good picture quality and yeah. and uh it's a movie from start to finish. I don't know right. if anyone will like it, but uh I'm still I'm doing a, a second edit now because uh I wasn't too happy with the sound even when I submitted to Toronto. It was just I kind of wanted to right. meet the deadline. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to do a ma- uh, an overhaul of the sound before I submit it to the other major festivals and who right. knows, maybe somebody'll take it. That's very and, cool. And uh and if not, it doesn't matter because it's you do the first one as Dov SS Simons says mm-hmm. you do the first one to get it out of the way so you can go ahead and do more you know like right. and that's why I didn't want to spend too much on it and in the digital age you can get you can do freaking anything yeah. for anything if mm-hmm. you would like um, so like I said really reasonable uh, the rates at Saw Video in Ottawa was like I like eleven hundred bucks for the two weeks, and they gave me a full Arri lighting kit, boom mics, poles, um, all the the reflectors and mm-hmm. the the camera and the stand, everything you know for nice. really cheap. And uh, like I said, had some good friends who had some good acting chops, and uh, yeah, shot a movie. And now I'm I'm going to see what I can do with this one, right. and I'm also moving on to try to shoot another one. I had slated it for next summer, but I might push that back a little. He just if used I words like slate. slate, slated it. I slated it nice. for next summer. We're going to get you, catering. You, that in. course treated you well. Yeah, what I know all you? the jargon. <laughs> uh, you need a dolly? I got a dolly for you. Yeah, I actually do need a dolly. You for are the on next fire. One. I'm on fire. But yeah, that's see you see uh, kids out there. I assume it's only kids that listen to the Absolutely. podcast. Absolutely, we locked so. down the eighteen to twenty-four. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> you're right. The sooner, like it's like I said, it seems like everyone, unless you go to L.A. and you're one of the, the fairly lucky people who happens to like a lot of people are talented down there. It's mm-hmm. just not a lot of talented people are recognized. It's just a select few because that's a numbers game. And um, so, we, but if you are one of the people who knows the right people and, and it goes kind of well for you hey good on you but mm-hmm. if you're not the sooner you start to realize i gotta pick up a camera and shoot something with a bunch of people the better just do it immediately go take that course or a course like it and uh just to get the 
the uh, mechanics out of the way, and then you go shoot something and take it from there. Like with the with the like things like this podcast, like good for you. Yep. TVA. Uh, oh, thanks. You know, for doing. <laughs> Wait till this drops on on a Tuesday, and then we'll see if you're still. Oh, uh, oh no, sure. Don't get me wrong. No, no, listen dark, to this. Dark September fifteenth yeah. is what this will be. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, who? Who? What, what have you been up to, Mark? Who the hell is Mark? And, I did uh, a movie in the woods. I had a, shot a movie. It sucks, <laughs> but I shot it. And uh, yeah, but like that's what you do. You just, especially with with the YouTubes, and the, you have even no idea. How things are are going to lead to other things these right. days, but so just do stuff uh, like that. Bo Burnham kid, like a headliner now for Comedy Central, touring yeah. around and just playing some songs in his pajamas in his bedroom. And uh, that girl Lisa Nova, you know her from mm-hmm. the YouTube. They they put her. She's on Mad TV now. Right. Like they saw her mm-hmm. thing, and she's I mean, she's good looking, right. but she's not very funny. But they just throw her on Mad TV. Yeah, she'll it's, fit right in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> she'll go right on there. Um, <laughs> But Didn't yeah, they cancel that. I thought they canceled. They that TV. they they did off Comedy Central. Oh no, Fox. But now I think Comedy, Comedy Central's Central picked, picked it up, up and they're okay. going to do more episodes. Alrighty. And they got a few really like there's two black guys on now. Keenan something something. Anyway, I'm not good with names unless you haven't noticed. <laughs> and, uh, I'm amazing. You got Keenan. Yeah, Kenan, I don't know Bryce, a black guy, something like black that. Black guy. He's bald, um, but he's super funny. And there's a and there's a few guys on there. That I I personally think their their last season was absolutely by far their best season. Right. Yeah. And uh, but anyway, uh, like I said, it's just a bunch of people trying to do something because where even though Disney doesn't make it you know, obvious because everything look, looks like it's under Weinstein Company or Disney or, right. or Miramax. But it's it's those companies buy people's stuff. Groups of people get together and they make something. They form a production company. And then that production company gets bought by these major studios for distribution. So you just get together, actors, hold auditions, shoot something, and you're much better off. Oh, yeah. than, uh, any, and then I realized... Now that I realize, oh, you're supposed to do that, um, I can do that a lot cheaper in Canada. I don't have mm-hmm. to get visas. I don't have to get paper clearance. I don't have to get all that you stuff. You got 1100 bucks. You can rent equipment. Exactly. You, you don't have to worry about all the things. I know Canada. I know more people. Uh, now, if things get big enough that um, somebody wants to work with me down there and it makes more sense to shoot it in L.A., I'll go down and shoot a thing in L.A. Mm-hmm. I, I like L.A. I have no problem with it. It's just that you're much better off doing things than down in LA not doing things hoping mm-hmm. one day you'll do something right right yeah you know that's at least that's that's what i think well that's what that's a good me. takeaway that's yeah. what uh, that's what brought me to uh, toronto from Gananoque. i was jobless in Gananoque. i went hmm where's a better place to be unemployed yeah sure you know cuz i don't do rivets in the winter i will tell you that right yeah. now yeah you kept passing this place on the way to waterloo going back for the exactly. school exactly like, mm-hmm. i heard good things heard good things <laughs> one of these days i'll have to stop <laughs> off and <laughs> see what it's it. all about um we have uh, we've hit the wall uh buddy. Yeah. we you there, mean we left, we left a lot of uh, stuff on the table we got to we're going to have to have you back well, probably. I'm yeah. very interesting. We, we still... Uh, we Wait till I get into politics. That Barack Obama. What the hell is he to, doing? We have to figure out what happened in LA. We still don't know why you left, We're, and we can't get to that. So that'll have to be a teaser for the next time we have you back, and we will have you back. We can do. Um, we can plug your website at that time. Yes, right exactly. now I really Maybe can't. That's... Unless it's coming up in the next two weeks. I got I got a coming soon on my website. I noticed that. I've gone dark. <laughs> no one knows what's going to happen. You've got like one of those <laughs> those animated gifs of like the, uh, the jackhammer under construction. Under construction. <laughs> always looks good. I didn't realize they still had Angel Fire around. That's very nice. That's, uh, yes, well, you're looking really good. Yeah. Um, pleasure to have you here, and uh, it's great to have you back in the city. Isn't it though? It is. <laughs> Isn't it? It is. I mean, the, the this how I knew was that that eight seater that we did on Sunday. You. And if it you wasn't know Mark for that, Bennett's back in town. You wouldn't be here. Uh, thank you again so much, Mark, for uh, coming down. It was fantastic having well, you. I appreciate this, Todd. It's, uh, it's a good thing you're doing here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we appreciate. It. Some next time we'll have people for you. No, oh, yes. there's no need. Absolutely, we'll bring them down. This will be this will be the Mark Bennett L.A. touring road show. I like Tell it. us about your movie. We'll do. Uh, Wrap it up. Okay, I have been Darcy Fine. You have thank you been. For listening. Uh, thank you, folks, for listening. This was episode one fifty six. Glad to have you aboard here at Comedy of Love of Pub, where we record the TVA podcast. Leave us the feedback in the usual spots, and uh, we will talk to you next week on the podcast. <laughs>